This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 206, Persuasion Principles for Hypnotic Businesses. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program. It's Jason Lynette here, and this is a content-packed session just with me here this week, though in some ways sharing the stage with Dr. Robert Cialdini, not here on the recording, though I will link over to his excellent book, Persuasion, in the show notes over at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. And specifically this week, we're going to be getting into the psychological principles that are often at play in terms of someone making a decision, though you're going to see in this episode this week specifically modern modifying and applying it to how it is that we run our hypnosis businesses. How is it that we get someone motivated to, first of all, of course, realize they're at that point of threshold of making a change, though at the same time, how do we also apply these principles in terms of motivating that person to make that buying decision to come in and work with us specifically as their hypnotist? As much as I tend to say that business is business, it really is, though at the same time, we are in a rather unique little niche market of hypnosis, working with people for personal change, involving this modality that chances are, unless they've already made that decision, they haven't yet made that buying decision as to this is the way that they need to make that change. So in this week's episode, I'll be applying these six specific persuasion principles, specifically reciprocity, scarcity, authority, consistency, liking, and consensus. I'm going to be sharing with you how I've specifically applied them to my hypnosis business. Now, this is a bit of a preview of one small component of neurolinguistic business. This is actually my two-day post-convention offering happening at HypnoThoughts Live 2019. It's happening Tuesday and Wednesday, August 20th and 21st, post the HypnoThoughts convention out at Las Vegas. You can find the details of that specific course at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash NLP biz. So NLP as in neurolinguistic programming, and then biz as in B-I-Z, shortened for business. And uh, by the way, stick around to the very end of this program for a little bit of a special surprise concerning that post-convention offering. Stick around to the end, you'll see why. So with that, let's jump directly into this week's content. This is session number 206, Persuasion Principles for Hypnotic Businesses. In a way we go, the first principle we're going to be talking about in terms of persuasion and influence, which before I actually get into this first uh, principle for persuasion, let me just point something out here, because the intention is, is that these are things that happen naturally, kind of like our principles for rapport. If you study people who were already in rapport you'll very often find that they're already mirroring, they're already matching, they're already cross-matching, and so forth. So the intention of this is not always to convince someone to like us and then make that buying decision. It's instead that if you track, here are people who are already making a major decision, chances are these are some of the things that were already occurring inside of that. So if they're already occurring, we might as well do them on purpose. So as always, use your powers for good. And as I like to say, we always can get someone to buy something once. 
once is the trigger there. Instead, it's about building those raving fans, building those people who really find value in what we do and naturally send those referrals over because they continue to see that ongoing value. Now that that disclaimer is out of the way, let's talk about persuasion. So the first principle, according to Dr. Robert Cialdini, is that of reciprocity. So the idea of this is that people will purchase things from others that they've received value from, which there's a very simple mechanism of doing this. And this comes down to a very simple principle. Let's look at it specifically in terms of search engine optimization as a beautiful correlation here which is that if you try to game the system, chances are it's not going to work as well as you think it would. So yes, there's companies out there that you can buy all sorts of what's called backlinks, which is like uh, you know planting seeds around the internet to point backwards at your website. And this is a strategy that's kind of overstayed its welcome, at least in terms of trying to fake it, to, to make it as it were, that you know, the idea is that if you put a whole bunch of links around the internet, it's going to make it look as if your website has authority when realizing it really doesn't. And at the end of the game, you're going to realize your website is going to get punished by going further down the search engine results. Instead, if you really want to correlate this to search engine optimization, content is king is really the message to provide here. So by providing value, by providing a quality experience, that's the way that your website will naturally rise its way up through the search rankings. So this comes about by putting quality videos online, information that people are readily sharing because they're finding value in it, or actually just simply using the words that people are looking for in a method that actually makes sense, actually provides value based on the information that they're looking for. This is why content, again, is king in the search engine optimization game. So if you're trying to fake reciprocity, uh, that's where it's really not going to work out so well. So by a simple um, example of this, let's say you're going out into your community and you're giving the live talk. So your best principle in terms of making use of this persuasion principle is to provide information that people really are going to find wonderful value in. So this is where instead of asking, what can I give these people? Instead, I'm going to ask the question, instead of asking, what can I sell them? I'm going to ask, what can I give them? So this is where I'm going to go in and I'm going to teach specific strategies for success. So perhaps let's talk about going into some sort of group and I'm going to teach hypnotic principles for improving sleep. Let's use a simple example. Perhaps I can talk about some of the classic sleep hygiene ideas, such as what are those rituals you're making use of prior to the resting phase. Though I can start to dip my toes into some hypnotic concepts to perhaps talk about the value of anchoring. And with anchoring, I can talk about how it is you can start to change your perception of how you're viewing your bedroom. So instead of dreading that moment because you've already convinced yourself how badly you're going to sleep that night, instead, I'm going to be teaching principles of hypnotic anchoring. So you're now conditioning yourself to view that bedroom as a place of rest. And what am I now doing? I'm providing real valuable content. Now, I'm also writing the difference between show versus tell. I'm telling them what to do, but I'm not showing them how to do it. So behind the paywall of come into my office and work with me one-to-one, 
that's very often when I'm now making that specific offer as in here's how you can come in and work with me one-to-one to better resolve your sleep issues. So I'm leading with reciprocity to give value first, to present that value in such a way that they're realizing This is that person who knows what they're talking about. This is that person who understands how to address this specific thing. And then that's going to be that mechanism to then motivate them to then take that next step and work with me one-to-one. Let's bring this, of course, also into the digital age as another quick example, which would be that here is the offer of something that they can download off of my website. Here is a specific opt-in offer that's going to present value. Now, again, I always have to disclaim this to say that, no, the uh, the newsletter from Sean Michael Andrews is the example of the one that's good to model, uh, where I typically say no one wants your damn newsletter. Well, okay. The reason I say that is most people's newsletters is just simply, here's everything I'm doing right now, and just because it's Wednesday, I'm sending you email, uh, his always has value. And we play with that around that over the years. So the mindset instead of presenting something specific that people are going to respond to. And by responding to it, yes, they're going to find value, which is going to build that reciprocity that if this provided me such great value, I wonder what else I can get when I actually pay for the service and provide even greater value. Simple example of this is head over to virginiahypnosis.com and look at the stop smoking page on that website. And towards the bottom of the page, I've buried it down a little bit deeper in terms of some testing that I'm doing right now. If you look at that page, there is an opt-in offer called Kick the Habit. That's seven steps towards successful smoking cessation. And those seven steps are providing specific actionable strategies, which are helping get the person to be primed and ready to quit smoking, all of which, of course, are appropriately pointing back at my hypnotic service. So the mindset in terms of reciprocity to really share with you to tie this one together is how can I, prov- how can I, how can I provide some sort of small win? How can I get you one step closer to your result, which by doing so psychologically, you are going to link me to that desired result and then more likely come in and pay for my professional service. So there we go. That's reciprocity in a thumbnail sketch. Let's move forward now to another principle of persuasion, which is that of scarcity. Scarcity is simply put that people want things that they perhaps cannot have. So I told you at the beginning of this program, for example, by way of bending the scarcity mindset shortly, that stick around to the end of this recording because there's a special gift I'll share towards the end. Perhaps building a little bit more anticipation there, but in some way, some bit of scarcity because those people who do not listen all the way to the end are not going to hear that special at the end of this. So the simplest mindset of scarcity. Let me give a disclaimer to this one again first. Scarcity. Do not fake it. Um, do not lie about it because the moment you get found out, you start to lose credibility. And that definitely is not good for business. Hell, it's not even good for, uh, being a good person. We'll just say it that way simply. So if you are offering that there's only 10 spots available for something, really lock it off at 10. You know, I'm very cautious around the mindset of, oh, we just opened up 10 more spots. Uh, because that meant it was always there, as opposed to here's an event that I'm hosting in June that we've been promoting only has this many seats. But at the same time, we're waiting on a feedback mechanism uh, from the event, because if they can move us to a different room, then yes, indeed, we can open up seven more spots technically. So 
have consistency and have, uh, you know, have credibility behind your scarcity offer. So, for example, I'm in my office these days on a slightly limited schedule. And I mentioned that uh, I'm in the office Monday through Friday, and I only do a 10, a one or a four o'clock appointment. And I do that just because, again, seeing hypnosis clients is not the only hypnosis thing that I do. I write, I produce content, I speak, I teach, and I see clients. So in this sort of orchestrated three-ring circus mindset, I only can see about 15 sessions a week. And actually, given some uh, projects that are currently going on, I'm about to back that down. Um, I keep wanting to back off my schedule to not be at the office as much. But then again, my kids are in school Monday through Friday, so... Yeah, there we go. Works out. So I may actually keep my Monday through Friday, but I'm about to swap it to be an 11 or a 3, which actually backs it down to 10, Um, which for what it's worth, and I say this without uh, bragging, I know that's probably seeing more people than some who are trying to get things up and running Uh, or perhaps blaming the economy, blaming the market. And they're saying there's not enough business out there, which, yeah, there is. Uh, So I love that my sort of part-time schedule is still considered a full-time for many. So if I'm talking to somebody on the phone, I will sometimes pull out scarcity. In fact, I did that last week. On Friday, I was talking to somebody. Well, I really want to come in. I want to quit smoking before my big business trip. And I'm going, well, looking at next week, I only have Wednesday or Thursday at four o'clock opened up. And that was genuine scarcity. Because other than that, I'm going to be off to another state the following week attending a conference. And then I'm only in the office Friday that week as well. So that was genuine scarcity, which got the person a little bit more motivated to go to the website, sign up for the program and sign up for that specific schedule time that they were looking for. Or perhaps if you're doing some sort of discount, for example, you perhaps at times can play the game of this thing is only good until the end of the month. So for example, the uh, little surprise at the end of this recording is only good until March 31st at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's a bit of scarcity, a bit of a ticking time clock as such. So looking at it from the mindset again, that how do we apply that scarcity principle in such a way that it's gone after a certain point? Once that Wednesday and Thursday time slot filled up, then it just wasn't going to be available because I just simply do not open up additional time in my schedule. Or if it gets to be uh, April 1st and you're going, what about that thing you mentioned that you said was good until the 31st? I forgot. That's where I politely sometimes have to remind. Uh, You got about 12 emails mentioning that. So no, or you didn't listen to the end of the program. So you missed it. So getting very specific with that scarcity offer. uh, I give you some tips on this. Uh, Credit to Dan Kandel. He teaches this in his online program, The Free Consultation Formula. That oftentimes if he's giving a presentation, I'm opening up eight of the strategy sessions that are available on Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. After that, those are just not available. You're going to have to wait. So there's an example of one that he teaches and he uses as well. Uh, If I'm doing some sort of offer at an event, perhaps uh, I only have five of these flash drives available. Now, I tend to soften this one um, that I don't want to use the scarcity in a way that I'm going to have to push people away. So if I'm doing a sales offer at an event, I will playfully use the scarcity offer, but in a way that often is kind of making fun of it politely. Uh, which is one I did a couple of days ago, actually. Now, for those of you that are here that are interested in this, understand there is real scarcity to this. I only have five of these flash drives available. And if you don't get one of those five, I'm sorry, 
but you're going to have to wait a week because I'll ship it to you for no extra cost. So if you want it today, here's the offer, which my sales might be a little bit more, you know, uh, abrupt and uh, in the moment, in the moment, because I've made that offer that it's only good now, otherwise it's going to go away. But consistently I sell all five and then I get a few more as well. And just, I get a shipping address. So again, people want what they can have. And the real principle behind scarcity is just be a good person. Do not fake it. Um, you know, again, when we have someone out there promoting, oh, this event is sold out. Oh, we opened up 10 more spots. And then you see the photos and there's only 10 people in the room. Yeah, that's, that's when you lose that, uh, that credibility. So behind all of these scarcity and, uh, you know, reciprocity and these other persuasion principles, be honest about it. So let's move forward now. Another persuasion principle is that of authority, which is that people will find greater credibility from folks that they know, like, and trust who clearly are credible within their field. So authority, once again, do not fake it is always a principle inside of this. The obvious example here is that, uh, you know, about maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there was sort of a renaissance of people buying fake doctorates in this uh, in this world, which that doesn't tend to show up as much as you would think, just because we've kind of figured out that that's not a good thing to do. So don't do that. So instead, though, make use of the authority that you have. Now, authority is something that you can do in an interesting way. So I can sit here as the person who gave a whole bunch of keynotes at hypnosis conferences two years ago, uh, just arranged one for 2020. Uh, I've got the 2017 Hypnotist of the Year Award. Um, you know, I, I can use those things as part of my credibility. The recognize we can also do things to establish uh, that authority in our profession. So for example, look at what I did about two months ago. I wrote a book and I wrote a book about my specific experiences. And yes, as people walk into my office now, yeah, that book is on display. That book is also mentioned on my website now also, and I probably could have pulled off the same authority, even if I didn't get it to become a number one bestseller internationally on Amazon, though that definitely helps. I can also make use of authority in such a way that just the fact that there's videos of me on my website, we attach perception. We attach the perception of credibility when we get to watch someone in advance. So by nature of the fact that people get to know me before they even come into my office, that's how these principles of authority uh, actually fire off even faster because I'm the guy they've already been watching. The same as I am dressed professionally in my office. When I go out to a networking event, I am also dressed professionally. This is also producing that mindset of authority. The same as if I go to one of these networking events, I'm not sticking their little uh, adhesive label uh, name batch, excuse me, on myself. Instead, I have a professionally made name badge that represents who I am. The real reason I do that is those sticky labels leave an adhesive residue on your clothing and no amount of dry cleaning will get that stuff off. And I wanted to protect my clothing, so I got one that was a magnet. And for 10 bucks, I established incredible authority because it says Jason Lynette, hypnotic success coach. So again, we can create that authority in such a way that uh, I'll share with you my simple mindset of doing this. I'm prepared. It comes down to that very simple idea that I'm prepared for this event. I am prepared to be here. And even so, when I'm getting up to speak, those of you that have gone through my Work Smart uh, business book, you've learned my Hollywood uh, methodology of doing that elevator speech. 
Clearly, I am prepared to be at this event because I am here to provide value. So authority doesn't have to necessarily be the titles and the awards that we have. It also can simply be how we carry ourselves. So this also comes down to niching down to one specific thing. If I'm at the networking event or I'm giving a talk on something, I'm going to speak with authority on one specific thing. So I am here to talk about stopping smoking. I am here to talk about one of my big categories these days, working with executives to overcome a fear of public speaking. So because I'm speaking about that one thing, that gives me incredible authority. So to simply say you're an expert is one thing, but to demonstrate that expertise, that is the goal of this principle. Once again, uh, this is just a tiny component of what you're going to learn at Neurolinguistic Business, which is my post-conference offering at HypnoThoughts Live 2019. Check that out again at worksmartbusiness.com forward slash NLP B-I-Z, NLP Biz. Let's move forward, though. This is the next principle of persuasion, thanks to Dr. Robert Cialdini, that of consistency. Which, let me call one out in a very obvious way without the uh, bragging state of going, this is clearly working. Because here I am on episode number 206 of a podcast series. So consistency. So as Chodini would say, people like to be consistent with things they've previously said or done. So I, on a weekly basis, put out these podcast sessions. Therefore, I also uh, teach a lot of people how to do hypnosis and my workshops fill up, my products sell. And also, yes, this is a mechanism that does drive clients into my office. It kind of serves many purposes for me. Though at its core, the real uh, authority behind this is the fact that my intention of this podcast series is that I get to have conversations with people that I think are doing interesting things in the profession. And by nature of that, I consistently put out good information. It's not just a self-serving program because I'm doing this right if you all just happen to get to listen to something that's my ongoing professional development. Yet still, every single week on schedule, good information is coming out, building the consistency that we know this is the place to gather good information on professional hypnosis training and outstanding business success, as my intro often says there. So by being consistent, by being somebody who is constantly there, uh, a funny thing happens sometimes if for whatever reason the programming screws up, my fault, and a podcast doesn't release on time, I get emails. I get people asking, is everything all right? Are you still doing this? So because I have become that consistent voice that people can count on. So by recognizing that this is part of why I market consistency, consistently, because marketing works. So the fact that you see images of me on Facebook the same way that the people who have interacted with me receive valuable information by email, I stay in their social media streams. The consistency is just kind of providing by way of back to authority. This is the person who does this. This is the person you can count on, which again, it kind of dips back into the other principles of reciprocity by making sure I am only ever keeping up that consistency when I am providing good information. So the fact is you continue to get postcard advertising from that retailer down the road. You get mailers from the, uh, from the grocery store down the road. By keeping up that consistency very clearly, this is the place where people go to get that good information. So this is why, for example, I just did about 50 podcast recordings in terms of promoting the Work Smart Business book. 
you know, by keeping up that consistency, this is the guy who teaches people hypnotic principles for business. And by being the guy who teaches people hypnotic principles for business, I'm already rebooking return appearances on many of those programs. So a quick story here, uh, going to the magic world, Penn and Teller, the magicians, Penn and Teller, they have their own theater in Las Vegas. Their image is one of the biggest images that if you drive by the Rio Hotel and Casino, their image covers the entire side of that giant hotel. And even though they have this, their show sells out on a consistent basis. I heard in an interview, Penn Jillette say, if we don't cancel a show for the mean, if we don't, well, not cancel, but if we have one night that we don't schedule a show to go on Jimmy Fallon and do something funny on the Tonight Show, uh, people go, whatever happened to those guys? If we don't, uh, you know, postpone the show for a couple of weeks for Teller to go off and direct a play on Broadway or back in the days when Penn was doing, uh, you know, Celebrity Apprentice, people go, whatever happened to those guys? So by being willing to shut down the show for a couple of nights or even weeks, they were keeping up a global consistency that clearly these are the magic guys. And I think that's a beautiful example. So this is the model of business that I love, which simply is nicknamed be, any, be Everywhere. By keeping up that consistency, this is clearly the guy who does this. Now, I've also applied a bit of scarcity in recent years by pulling back from which conventions I go to, um, mostly for the fact that I like being home with my kids. And also I found the world is a lot smaller and we can create the business just as quickly, if not faster, uh, through online mechanisms. So I've become a little bit more selective in my conventions. Like, for example, 2019, I only, only am doing the HPTI Winter Convention, HypnoThoughts, and the Mid-America Conference. It's not to say the others are not of quality, but a bit of scarcity. I'm, I'm just doing these three this year. So by consistency, again, be the person who people can count on, that you are consistently there. And let's move forward here to the next principle of persuasion. Thanks to, again, Shildini's book, Persuasion. Pick it up. The link over in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com. The principle of liking. That simply put, this kind of goes to our understanding of rapport. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And perhaps I can simplify this persuasion principle with uh, the mindset, don't be a jerk. Uh, be someone who does good work, who does goodwill, who actually shares good information and who is uh, credible in what that you share. So by setting forth this principle of liking, so people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So this is that value in rapport, though a little bit of another preview would be that of always moving towards the end goal. So we can provide greater rapport by moving towards the intended result. So I'm not going to sit there for 30 minutes and have a conversation with you with how bad the traffic was or perhaps how you and I have a common shared interest. Instead, I'm going to find the way to move consistently towards the intended outcome because that provides better rapport than just simply small talk. So I know you're here because you have reached out to me with the goal of improving this aspect of your life. So let's get to work. Sound good? That alone is going to produce that liking by building towards that intended outcome, that just simply engaging in small talk. So this is where I pre-frame to use another principle that Shildini talks about. So you've reached out to me because you have this interest in quitting smoking. So here's how today works. I'm going to uh, 
chat with you about your goals of quitting smoking. I'll explain hypnosis, what it is, what it isn't. And then if I think I can help you, I'll explain how we can do that together. Sound good? Yes. Which that statement as a preframe has accomplished two things. First of all, it has set the frame of how we're going to work together. It's giving you the principle of liking because I've built greater rapport with you because I've just simply explained, here's how today is going to work. Even better, take note of what happened there. Here's a bonus. If I think I can help you, I'll explain how we can work together. Sound good? Yes. That now preframes the moment of pivoting to the sales offer. So at that point, given the fact that they've now explained how they want to quit smoking, and I've explained hypnosis, and I think I can help them, when these three pieces of criteria are met, I now have every bit of permission to sell and to sell hard, to sell with authority, to sell with integrity, to sell, sell, sell. So if you're ever cautious around selling, realize it's probably because you didn't yet get permission to do so. So that pre-frame of, We'll explain, I'll I'll learn what your goals are, I'll explain hypnosis, and then if I think I can help you, I'll explain what my program is. Sound good? Yes. I've now built the liking, I've built the rapport, but I've given myself every bit of permission to sell, and I'll use a dangerous word here, to sell aggressively. Because, in a polite, respectful way, because now they've explained, yes, that's why they're calling me. Because, yes, that's why they're calling a business, realize that to be true sometimes. So by moving towards the intended goal, and yes, having a common shared through line, and I'll throw in by being respectful of their time, that's what's going to build that liking. And the final of these persuasion principles is that of consensus, which is that of social proof. People will do business with things that they find to be credible in their community. So this simply put is why I put testimonials on my website. I get video testimonials from my clients with permission, of course. And I, yes, sometimes do that with a bit of a double bind. Um, Hey, I'd love to get a video testimonial of you, though, if that's not okay, if you're not too comfortable with that, it'd be all right if you just do a written testimonial. Sound good? And that's my checkpoint. And surprisingly, a lot of people are willing to do those video testimonials, especially in our social media world. So by providing that, you know, so the fact that I have people coming into my stop smoking process and they're seeing videos of people having already given those testimonials, that kind of builds the consistency that this is the place where people do that, which that little phrase explains how I do my consensus. The fact is you walk into my office and you see the giant piles of cigarettes and jars that builds the consensus that this is the place where people quit smoking. You're looking at my various trainings and you're seeing the big happy faces of people smiling and holding up their certificates. This is the place where people come to listen to, to get trained in hypnosis. So again, like most of these do not fake it, do not lie about it. Um, you know, if I have a photo of me in front of a hundred people, I'm going to put underneath it that that is me giving a talk at a group rather than my hypnosis training. I like having the smaller group hypnosis trainings, at least for a intro certification course, because then it's the more hands-on practice. You know, if it's a bigger event, that's where sometimes I'll bring someone along and they'll help out. But if it's you in front of, you know, 500 people, if it's here, here's the one to talk about. If it's you on the news talking about what you happen, what you happen to see in the hit and run accident, uh, don't put that on your website saying, as seen on NBC, talking about your business, because that's lying. So instead, consensus. 
you know, build the place that this is, build the mindset that this is the place where people do the thing that they're here to do the thing. So as you look at these principles of persuasion, again, I want you to understand the integrity behind all of it. Now, what's interesting too, is that when we apply our hypnotic NLP principles on top of it, we can highlight these influence principles. We can showcase these principles. We can position them in such a way that now they have greater authority. So start to put these into use. And even better, look at what you're already doing in the shape of your hypnosis business. And by doing so, that's going to provide an even greater ability to replicate your success on purpose and help even more people in your hypnosis business. Hey, it's Jason Lynette here. And as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for sharing it on your social media streams, leaving your reviews online. And once again, please join me at Neurolinguistic Business. This is my two-day post-convention offering, Tuesday and Wednesday, August 20th and 21st at HypnoThoughts Live 2019 in Las Vegas. Get the details at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash NLP biz, NLP B-I-Z. And as a thank you for listening all the way through to the end of this program, enter the promo code BIZ. Now make sure that's in all caps, B-I-Z, because until March 31st, that's going to knock off 20% from your registration for this post-convention offering. Once again, head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash NLP BIZ, NLP B-I-Z, and in all caps, enter the promo code B-I-Z. That'll knock 20% off your registration. Make sure that's in all caps and make sure you do that before the end of the day, 10 p.m. on March 31st. That's 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's New York City time. B-I-Z knocks off 20% at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash NLP biz. Check that out. Sign up today. See you in Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.